glory days at the stick. From who's got it better than us to brick by brick. It's always the 49ers way from off season to game day. Yeah, we talk back. It's the 49ers cut back. It's 49ers Cutback Podcast time. Welcome to the show. This is our potentially last training camp battle. Say potentially. Spoiler for later, maybe. But Kamoko Ture from the Indianapolis Colts comes to the San Francisco 49ers edge rusher. And then the Niners go off and draft at 61, Drake Jackson from USC. What a battle this is going to be in camp. Oh, it's going to be a huge battle. Uh, absolutely huge battle because you and I both believe, right, that Drake Jackson, situational pass rusher, Kamoko Ture, situational pass rusher. So... There's that. And then you have Nick Bosa, Ant. Not a situational pass rusher. Just, no. just great all around and isn't going to be off the field unless he absolutely needs to be. Which means there's really uh, some backup spots behind uh, Nick Bosa. Some breather snaps and reps by Nick Bosa. And whoever is going to be opposite of him on pass rushing downs because ideally they can do a lot of different things with Samson Ebucomp. So this is going to determine playing time importance. If Drake Jackson were to beat out a guy like Kamoko Ture, and you know what the value may be, is it worth keeping him around? Or maybe do you try and trade him or just move off him in general and roll with the young man? A lot of things could happen, and we're going to dive into all that right now. So hit the like button, subscribe if you haven't already. Hit the notification bell, and let us know in the comment section who you think comes out ahead in this category because Ant, I think there's some people who love themselves some Drake Jackson who maybe were big USC fans and watched a lot of USC football or just... Pac-12 football, at least while it's still around, some Pac-12 football <laughs> ants, um, and, and are familiar with Drake Jackson who maybe don't know much about Terre and think that maybe this is swinging one way or the other. Yeah, I think a lot of people right now are thinking that Drake Jackson is going to come in and step right in and make a huge impact. And I think he has traits and physical traits that could definitely do that. The problem is he's got a lot of development. He's got a lot of development with his hands. He's got to get a little bit better with his pass rush moves. He wasn't a guy that played on the outside consistently at USC. He was a guy that played off-ball linebacker. They had messed with his weight. They put him out in coverage. They just played him differently. They played him more as an outside linebacker at a lot of times instead of an edge rusher you know, in a 4-3 style of defense. So once you put Drake Jackson into a certain category, then I think this battle makes sense. Now, Kamoko Ture was signed just before the draft to be a specialized pass rusher. Then they draft Drake Jackson. That's what creates the conflict between the two guys. Now this is a battle because this is a battle for playing time because Drake Jackson, I don't believe can play on base downs. He's not going to be good enough to stop the run early on in his career. He'll probably develop that. And that's not why they got Kamoko Ture, even though he's a freaking brick house who could do it at, you know, six foot five, 250 pounds. But that's not what he's here for. So the 49ers have a specific role for both of them. And I think it is situational pass rusher because ahead of them is guys like Charles Amenehue, Jordan Willis, Kerry Hyder, guys that can play on base 4-3, making these guys situational pass rushers. 100%. The reality is, is Kamoko Trey and Drake Jackson both have individualized skill sets. They aren't complete defensive ends. They're not... Uh... You know, in baseball, right, you refer to the guys who can do it all. They can refer to them as five-tool players. These aren't five-tool defensive ends, and they're not completely developed in all categories, specifically versus the run, um, but have a lot of athleticism and, and special abilities and traits that could make them something special as a pass rusher. It could be situational guys, maybe even filling in the Arden key role. Maybe they f they love Samson Ebicom opposite of Nick Bosa on the edge on the outside and feel like, those two can be your bookends and you can play them more times than not. And you need some other guys that can rotate in, take some snaps from them when, when they need to, but also be able to rotate on the inside. Who knows? We don't know how Chris Kisarek and Daryl Tapp are going to build this, this front four out. 
but there's a lot of options, and these two provide them with a lot of options, but you're right. The way they went about this, the signing Kamoko to Ray, bringing him in, and then being able to grab Drake Jackson there at 61, shows twofold. Number one, the front four is the most important thing for the San Francisco 49ers on the defensive side of the ball, but number two, Ant, that this now becomes something that isn't set in stone. Kamoko Ture, whatever role he was told he was going to be playing, is now uh, not necessarily a guarantee. It's not even necessarily at odds, but it's going to be a battle, something he has to work for and prove and demonstrate, because if the young man Drake Jackson comes in and wows and impresses, Kamoko Ture's role could be limited, or he could find himself potentially not on the roster. That would be crazy. Yeah, it would be crazy. Uh, with the amount of edge rushers they have, though, nine edge rushers, they're going to have to you know, dwindle this down <laughs> to where they get a six, seven guys on the outside. So these guys are in a really big battle because they're going to play a similar role. Now, if your belief is that Drake Jackson is going to be a base 4-3 defensive end, it changes things up. Yes. I just don't think that happens early on. And I think Kamoko Ture is one of those guys that early on in the season could have great success rushing on the outside with Samson Ebicom next to him, playing that, you know, that Arden key role. Move Ebicom inside, let Ture, you know, really get off the edge as a speed rusher. But I think Drake Jackson, as the season goes on and he develops and he works with Daryl Tapp and he gets used to using his hands and playing with leverage and doing all the things he needs to do. We already heard from Nick Bosa that he can bend the corner well. Those are good things. As he gets better at that, you could see Kamoko Ture's role in the 49ers defense go down a little bit as they get both of these guys potentially on the field together in certain situations. Mm -hmm. I mean, what could be scary if both of these guys are edge presence like they are, and then you throw Nick Bosa and Armstead on the inside at times. Uh, that could create a lot of mismatches. So I do like both skill sets. I think Drake Jackson is the future. He's going to be one of those guys that's going to develop, but Kamoko Ture could be the right now. Look, and the other thing too to keep in mind with, with all of this is, just what the Niners believe Drake Jackson could be. Like you just said, is it a 4-3 base down guy? Is that what they want him to start at? Or do they think right now situationally and then he can develop those things? Is this the eventual Samson Ebucom replacement? Is that what Drake Jackson is supposed to be? It would would make you believe. You took him at 61. You, you'd think, Ant, this was what you're shooting for here. This is what you're trying to get. A guy who is athletic, who's done a lot of different things, and in a very similar situation to uh, Samson Ebicom, was playing in a lot of different roles before he got to San Francisco and is now going to be asked to put that hand in the ground and do one thing, and one thing in particular. The great news for Drake Jackson, he's got two guys in Daryl Tapp and, and Coach Kacerik and Chris Kacerik who know exactly what to do with guys who have a lot of skill set and talent that just need to be coached up. That's the great news. The harder part now is being able to go out and do it, execute it, prove it, show that you are that guy, that you can be that guy, and that they invested properly at pick 61 with you and Drake Jackson. This is going to be something that is going to play out, I think, differently than people may, may suspect or think. Um, here's the good news for Kamoko Ture. There isn't anyone else on the roster that has the type of speed that he has as an edge rusher. So even if Drake Jackson were to sort of plant you per se or... or you know, be, maybe show different skill sets or make him a little bit more valuable piece because of the variety of ways in which he can play on the D-line, no one has that speed factor that Kamoko Ture has. So as long as he demonstrates that in training camp, it's going to be very hard for him not to make the 53-man roster. The only question will become how big that role is, right? Because you still have Charles Amenehu, like we've talked about. You have a guy in Jordan Willis that the Niners have invested a lot of time in and really took off last year, especially once he got clear of the suspension and got into the, the fray. And then you have Kerry Hyder, who always plays well with Chris Kacerik, kind of mixing all of this in, kind of just messing up what this rotation could look like and be. This camp battle is going to be, uh, it's going to be off the charts. 
Yeah, it is. You know, and you're you're gonna see sometimes where Nick Bosa and Eric Armstead aren't on the field. Yeah. And what a luxury for Chris Kasarik, the fact that he wouldn't have to have his two best defensive linemen on the field, and you can still produce a pass rush that can get after a quarterback. You could see situations with Teray Jackson, Aminahue, and Ebucom on the field getting after the quarterback. That is big situation, switch situational football for a defensive coordinator and a defensive coach. They could put this together and have all kinds of things happen. So I am excited about the versatility, and I am excited to see how Drake Jackson develops under Chris Kassar. Because all we've seen right now is what he looked like at USC, and I don't think anyone would argue USC absolutely did nothing to help this guy improve his uh, his skill set. Good thing that coaching staff is gone. There's a new coaching staff there because they did not get Drake Jackson ready for the NFL, but I think Chris Kassarik is going to develop him. I think when Jackson hits his... His swing, and Alex, I like the grin. When he hits his swing, it's going to be about halfway through the year when he feels really comfortable with what he's looking at and what he's going against. And I think that's what he's going to get after the quarterback. But early in training camp, I believe the guy who's putting the most pressure on the quarterback during practice and during the preseason is going to get the nod as a situational pass rusher. Number one, it was extremely, it was beautifully well said. Um, <laughs> as someone who's not a USC fan, it's been glorious to watch USC absolutely <laughs> crap the bed for what feels like the past decade or so, or even possibly more. And uh, Dang you, Helton. I, I mean, it was bad, man. It was really bad. It was awful. It was yeah. atrocious. Um, that being said, I also could feel Horst uh, throwing his phone as you were yeah. talking about how bad it's been for USC. But hey, good news. Things are starting to look better. So we'll, we'll see if that's the case. And great news for Drake Jackson. He's got Chris Kassarik. He's got Daryl Tapp. He's got D'Amico Ryans. He's got an incredible defense around him that's not going to put a lot of pressure on him and, in fact, give him all the time in the world to develop. And guys like Kamoko Ture have someone behind them, young, hungry, who understand the situation, the opportunity they have in front of them. One of the best front fours in all of football, young man being added into that group asking and being asked to eventually produce and be in that role who's going to be constantly pushing him. This will be a camp battle you don't want to miss. And you want to be here for all the breakdowns. And we're talking about things going on at said training camp between said players. And the best way to do that is to be subscribed and hit that notification bell. That way you don't miss episodes when we go live potentially from training camp, when we're talking about things post training camp, when we come back and we get to the studio and are able to discuss things you won't want to miss those things, so make sure that you're subscribed. Hit that notification bell as well. Yeah, it's going to be an exciting time. Man. We're we're just around the corner from training camp, which means you know real life football news. Uh, it is no longer time to talk about it, but it's time to talk about what happened, not what could happen, what is happening. I'm really excited about it. And we're going to be watching this battle unfold every day at practice. I'm looking forward to it. Chris Kasarik is going to have that side of the end zone going crazy, and I want to see how fast Drake Jackson is and how that relates to Kamoko Torre. It'll be the first time seeing Kamoko Ture in person, uh, so I'm really excited about it. I'm pumped about it, pumped to, to see it happen and waiting for it to unfold. It's going to be exciting times. Make sure you comment down below, too, as well. Maybe we swayed you one way or the other. How are you feeling about this camp battle? Who knows? And maybe few people are starting to feel we're stretching. We're stretching for position battles, much like last so. year when we were stretching for position battles between uh, receivers that ended up actually making the roster, even though people said they had no chance. Who knows? I don't know how you're feeling. Let us know in the comment section down below. Let's have a conversation about it. And until the next one, cut back crew and the faithful, stay safe. Remember the right way is always the 49ers way.